0: Good morning, church. If you didn't know it, we're having a party today, so we're going to have a big celebration, and they've limited me to 21 minutes and 31 seconds to speak. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I shouldn't have committed myself like that. So, okay, okay, but that's true, that's true. So, yes, uh, throughout the Old Testament, God's people often threw parties. I don't know if you knew that, and in fact, they're called festivals. And it was like a national holiday. It had several of them, seven to be exact. But they would, uh, it was God's commandment. You need to celebrate things. And you need to get together and you need to celebrate. And if you think about it, Jesus loved parties. He went to a wedding party. He went to a festival in Jerusalem called the Festival of Lights. And that's where he said, I am the light of the world. He went to a festival called Passover. They had lots of food. They had uh, lots of dancing. Ooh. (laughs) Jesus dancing. You see, you didn't think about that, right? Right? So that's what they would do. They would just just celebrate things. And sometimes we've lost some of that as well. But God commanded his people to have these celebrations. And in fact, in one place in the Bible... Matthew, one of the 12 disciples, he throws a party for Jesus, invites all of his sinner tax collector friends, that's what they're called, and Jesus hangs out with them because he wanted to laugh with them and get to know them and talk about the gospel. So the Bible has some maybe other words for this. We can think of words like celebration. Uh, 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 We can think banquet. We can think think a praise. You know, those are some other words as well. But I think this way, that God likes it, when his people celebrate together. And when all of us get together and we begin to celebrate who God is and what God has done, uh, God just gets all the credit. So when I think about this word praise, I think that we're praising God and giving him credit for everything that's happened in our lives. We think about God's goodness. We praise him. We think about God's mercy and forgiveness and those things we are just overwhelmed and we praise him. we celebrate those things we just say thank you God right we just say thank you God so I'll tell you a cool story so i so I drop off my vehicle at a auto dealer and you know I drop it up in the morning you know and they call you later that day to tell you it's really not fixed and then they send a shuttle driver anyway so <laughs> shouldn't have said that so anyway so uh, they call me Mr. Hill your car's done we're sending the shuttle over for you. I said, okay, good. So I, I uh, get out to the parking lot, and here comes the shuttle. And I open the door, the passenger side, next to the driver, and he goes, Hop in, Pastor Steve. I look and I slide in, and I'm like, Uh oh, he knows me. I don't know him. <laughs> Okay, and that happens to me in my life, and my and what I do. I go to Walmart, I go to Home Depot, I go to Jerry's, and and people, Pastor Steve. And after I'm talking, my wife goes, "Who was that?" I go, "I don't know. I know they go to church. In fact, I paid for a Lyft driver to bring somebody to church once, and the Lyft driver, oh, Pastor Steve, good to see you. And I'm like, oh, uh, and then we talked for a little bit. Yep, they definitely come to church here. And uh, but anyway, so I hop in, and. And he goes, Pastor Steve, hop in, and I'm looking. Okay, I got the blank look. And then, and then, and then he says, uh, don't you know me? <laughs> he's got a mask on first, okay? And I got one on too, and I'm at a disadvantage. And he can tell I got a blank. And, he, and then he tells me his name. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm still drawing a blank. Like, And then he can tell. You know, it's very gracious. And he goes, well, my, he's 19. He goes, well, my parents are so-and-so-and-so-and-so. And I went, Oh! I got it. You know, it connected the dots for, for me and then, and then he says this, I've been, I haven't been I have been to church in two years, he said, but I've been praying about going back to church. And would you believe I've been praying about this all week and then I just started this brand new job. You're the first person I've picked up. <laughs> so I turned and I said, you mean you prayed about going to church and you picked me up? I think that's God answered your prayer. And he's like, you're you're right. God answers prayer. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're trapped with me in the car for the next eight minutes, you know. So I got his phone number, texted him, you know, and, and guess what? He came to church, you know. So that's isn't that a cool story. So I just give God all the credit for that. Right? It wasn't anything I did. God did all of that. All all of that all, all all of those. All those details uh, came together. And so we give God credit for those things. We praise him for those things. We get excited about those things. It's a reason to celebrate. Psalm 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. As you, are all of you breathing today, then you need to praise God. If you have breath, you praise God. You give God all the credit. You worship Him. I mean, you need to tell your heart to smile today. Some of you need to tell your, your face to smile today, and I can't tell, okay? God can tell. God can tell. And in and, and a few minutes, we're going to be out in the atrium. We're going to have a party. You know, we're going to celebrate God. We don't, we don't do this very often, and today... In the short amount of time I have, I want to give you four incredible reasons to praise God. That's what we're going to talk about, four incredible reasons. And the word praise is found 433 times in the Bible, depending on which translation you use. A whole bunch of times. And God wants you to praise him. You can praise God having your devotions in the morning, reading your Bible on the way to work. You can praise God in here. We call this corporate praising. We're together as a church family. We're praising. Okay? Okay. King David wrote in Psalm 122, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He rejoiced, praising God in a worship service. It's not complicated. It's not brain surgery. So I used to get invited to go to duck games and I start quick going if they're on Saturday nights because what happens is I yell and then I can't talk on Sunday. I can't help myself. I, I just can't help myself. I just want to yell, right? And I've seen some very common reserved people at Grace Community Fellowship go into a frenzy at a duck game. And all of a sudden, they're yelling and they're cheering. And this is what happens. The ducks score a touchdown. And I see my friends jump up, and they start high-fiving strangers, all around them. They're giving high fives to people. They're, they're like a nine-foot radius around them. They're giving everybody a high five. And once in a while, they miss the person and hit them in the face. I've seen that. So you get all excited, right? And then the duck score a touchdown. You even have hand motions for that. Score! Right? I think we need to do that in church a little bit more. Score! You know, they get a little bit excited about it. But sometimes we come to church and we're the frozen chosen. (laughs) I hesitate to say that, you know. But God doesn't like lukewarm praise. God doesn't like a lukewarm heart. Now everybody has a different level, and I get all that, and and I'm, you know, but I, I, I just think we need to need to be aware that we need to praise God from the heart. From the heart. So let me give you these four incredible reasons to praise God. Number one, praising God brings me closer to Him. Psalm 42, 5 says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore I will remember you from the land of Jordan to the heights of Hermon to the Mount Mazar. So so the psalmist. It's downcast. I don't know about where everybody's at today, but I'm just going to guess that 99.9% of the people in the room have experienced some downcastness lately. Just a little bit discouraged, right? And once you begin to feel this way and you feel a little bit, you know... uh, discouraged downcast bummed out and then the very minute you start praising God and you start thinking about God you know it just draws you closer to him and when you feel separated from him you can feel closer to him when you begin to praise and the psalmist says my soul was downcast I as as a follower of Jesus as a follower of Christ if I wallow in my downcastness that's probably because I'm not choosing to praise him. I'm not, I'm not choosing to do that. Now, in the Psalms, Psalms are poems, by the way. So this is a, a poet wrote this. And in the poetry of the day, sometimes they would start off with, hey, uh, things are bad, I'm downcast. And then he gets to the end, and he says, you know, I praise you, God. And even though his situation may not have changed, during the writing of that poem. But you know what? He chooses to praise God. So you can bring all of your negative emotions to God. That's fine. You can bring all your hurts to him. You can bring all of your frustrations to him and then choose to praise him. And then it just draws you closer to your savior. Here's the second incredible reason to praise God. Praising God daily makes him bigger than my problems. About that. Psalm 145 says, Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise, his greatness no one can fathom. I like that word fathom. It's not a chord, right? Fathom is six feet. And in fact, it's a uh, ancient word fadim, and, and it means thread, and so it's kind of like a measuring tape. And so what the psalmist is saying is that God is so big you can't even measure him. How about that? God is so powerful. You can't measure his powerful. God's love is so so unlimited that we can't measure his love for us. God's grace and love and forgiveness and mercy and compassion, those things are so big. We cannot measure those things as well. They use this thing in nautical and ships because they're measuring, hey, I don't want to run into the rocks, right? So, So we need to have plenty of... Plenty of space between the ship and the bottom of the rocks, and and when we think about how big God is, we we can't even we can't even begin to measure measure that as well. God created people. He created men, created women, created people in His own image, and we bear the image of God. We bear we bear we walk around with His image stamped on us, and He is great in love and compassion and mercy to us and forgiveness. Now, then, when we think about the greatness of God, I also think about the universe, how big the universe is. And and I tried to look it up. you know how many stars there are in the universe? And I started trying to count the zeros, and I, I couldn't do it. So it's like a billion times a billion times a billion times a billion. <laughs> a lot of zeros. But the Old Testament tells me that God has given all the stars a name. There are billions and billions and billions of stars that have names from God. They're created by God. They have names from God. Now, the average American has a vocabulary of 25,000 words. Now, it's because all of you are super smart in this room, is probably 30,000. Grace Community Fellowship, were probably up a notch, right? So you have a 30,000-word vocabulary, but God's vocabulary just for the stars of the universe it is billions times, billions times, billions. Can you fathom that? I can't fathom that. I can't, I, I can't get my arms around it. And when I begin to think about how big God is, His power, his, his love, his compassion, all of those things, the problems that I face today look a little bit smaller. In fact, in fact, when I measure them and I look at them, I go, oh man, if God is, and He is the managing supervisor of the universe, and he can manage all the stars in the universe and everything that's going on, I think he can manage my stuff. Right? I think he can manage my life. Here's the third reason, incredible reason to praise God. Praising God clears the fog in my head. How about that? So I'm going to read this Bible passage in Psalm 73, and rarely, once in a while, I read from the message paraphrase because he puts it so well. The psalmist says, still, when I tried to figure it out, all I got was a splitting headache. Have you ever tried to figure stuff out and got a, you just, I can't figure this out. I was doing my taxes yesterday, I can't figure this out. <laughs> splitting headache, right? It could be all kinds of things. Until I entered the sanctuary of God, then I saw the whole picture. In Psalm 73, the person, the poet who wrote this, was struggling with, why do evil people do so well? That was the issue there. He's saying, What do evil people who uh, prosper and the rest of us don't? He was struggling. And then he goes, Man, once I went to church, basically, what he's saying, everything just kind of fell into place and I kind of got it all of a sudden. And sometimes you can be in church. You can come, you can start praising God, you're listening to a message, you're praising God, you're singing, and something is all of a sudden cleared up for you. Oh, I know exactly what to do. My friend Don was coming to church, and uh, he was coming every Sunday. He takes me out to lunch, and he says, Steve, uh, we're leaving the church. I went, what's going on, Don? He laughed. He goes, I tricking you. We're going to move away. I said, well, why? He goes, two weeks ago during church, It became abundantly clear to us, abundantly clear, we needed to move to another city to support our daughter who is going through a divorce. And we don't have jobs there. We're quitting our jobs. They had good-paying jobs. We're going to find jobs there. But it came so clear to me, this is what we need to do. Both of us came to that same conclusion in that worship service. My friend Larry and Robin Walton, if they were up here, they're our missionaries. They attended church here for a long time. They said it was during a worship service, came abundantly clear to them to go back into the ministry. And sometimes we, we, we kind of have a fog about decision making and we don't know what to do. But just coming into the presence of God in, in a place like this just kind of clears that all up for us as well. I don't know how many times I've been sitting here, and all of a sudden I have an idea, or something clears up for me, I think, oh, I just need some clear thinking about that. It kind of came to me today. So, a reason to praise God. Just clear your thinking. Here's the fourth reason. Praise God for his mighty works because he knows what he's doing. Have you ever thought about that? God's done a lot of big things in history. The biggest thing is called the resurrection of Jesus. That's big. Big, a dead person after three days coming back to life in the same body and living forever. That's big. There's, there are other big things. We called the uh, crossing of the Red Sea, the Jewish people, you know, leaving Pharaoh and all those miracles. All through the Scripture, we see God doing amazing things, and God knows what He's doing. Psalm seventy-five says, "We praise you, God. We praise you." For your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. Hey, what's God done in your life lately? What's God done? See, I think that's a great thing to share. Go around and say, hey, tell us a cool story. What's God been doing in your life? Now, for here at Grace Community Fellowship today, we're celebrating what God has done in our church family. And if you're kind of new today, we don't do it like this every Sunday. Uh, for, well, for one reason, i preach preached longer <laughs> Some of you go, oh, then I'm not coming back. Okay, so anyway, so, so we're celebrating what God has done. And so numerous years ago, numerous years ago, our church launched on a project to complete our second floor. We had 8,000 square feet of unfinished space, and we turned it into space uh, to be used for ministry. And the bulk of the space is to be used for our youth ministry. But it's used for everybody. Because, and we call it generations because we want to reach out to the next generation. And we want to build the next generation of leaders because the next generation of leaders are already here in our church. And we want to develop that next generation. And so we rallied around a common vision as a church. Sometimes that's not easy to do. And we rallied around this concept of generations and building the next generation of leaders. We also rallied around giving and being generous people. And it's one of the hallmarks of Grace Community Fellowship to be generous. And so uh, pledges came in at 1.9 million and 1.9 million came in, that's unheard of, to finish that floor space. And in fact, we even had more come in. We have actually $500,000 in our building fund for our next project as well, for future projects. So I just wanna tell you as your pastor, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving. Thank you for being generous. Another thing that we rallied around we rallied around vision. We rallied around generosity. We rallied around serving together. We've been serving one another. We've also been serving in our community. We finished our project for the second floor the week that we had lockdowns. And so many people didn't even get a chance to go up there. You know, the things were locked down during that time. And so We are still able to use that space to serve our community because we tried to start a tutoring program for little kids. And the YMCA approached us to say, hey, we have the programming, you have the building, can we partner together to do that? So every day, 50 kids were in our upstairs room getting tutored during that time from the YMCA. We use this space for our youth ministries right now, Sunday morning, Sunday night as well, women's ministry on Tuesday. We offer stress management classes and other things. The building is just a tool. One of the things I was gonna do during this celebration was take a sledgehammer and knock a hole in the new sheetrock because I've done that before in building projects, uh, to show you that it's just a building, it's gonna get dinged up. It's just a building and we, we can fix it, right? So it's gonna get beat up, not, not concerned about those things. But the building is just a tool just a tool we are praising god because he has done so many things in our church family i'm going to finish this this morning by reading psalm 150. would you just stand with me would you just stand with me it'll be on the screen here we go and in fact i wasn't planning on this this is i'm going to start reading would you just join me in reading it out loud okay let's do that praise the lord Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with the timbrel. Praise him. Music to my ears, thank you. So I'm gonna pray and uh, close our service out this way. I'm gonna release you immediately to go out into our uh, atrium, visit with people, grab a donut. We have a coffee mug, for one for every household, pick one of those up. We have um, student testimonies on all of our TVs throughout our building, you might wanna check that out. They're I think 10 minutes long total. You can go upstairs, look around, look all through the building if you want to. You've never had that opportunity. you know. We are going to celebrate what God has done and the ministries that, that and the changed lives that are here. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for you are a great and awesome God. And we know that nothing happens without your hand upon it and so we invite you to be the leader of our church and the leader of our lives. Lord, we are grateful people and we look forward to even more ministry happening at Grace Community Fellowship. And today we praise you. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Concludes the service. Go out and have a party.